Uh, hey everybody, welcome to a conversation on the book of Genesis. Uh, they were in the middle of a sentence while I hit record, and so they're going to have to deal with me interrupting them. Uh, talking about this weird moment after the flood when Ham, the son of Noah, sees his dad naked, and it's weird. It is weird. <laughs> There's many moments in Genesis where we'll just be like, yeah, this is just strange. This is a weird one. So this is one of those. It's not that strange. I mean, I, I would... For being them and strange. Yeah. I think but like, I would say... Why? I think it's fair to say that this is an awkward story. And just like if you walked in on your dad naked, passed out drunk. Didn't <laughs> <laughs> even curse you for the rest of your children. Curse yourself. Okay, that's fair. That's a little strange. Yeah. I liked... I spent... I don't know, about an hour. And while I was doing the Genesis class on Bible Project, and this Edith portion is about an hour of the lecture, and it's weird. When you dig into it, and like all the different things that people think it could be or is or isn't, it's just a very strange story. And yeah. 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 I think there's two relatable things in it that I think are important. The first is that uh, Noah was, Noah and his family were the only righteous people, which is why they survived the flood. And yet you turn the page to as soon as they get on and Noah's passed out drunk and it's this awkward moment, which is interesting when you go, oh, these were the good ones. <laughs> and yeah. not even that it was really like a horrific thing, but it's just like, oh, the good ones were getting drunk. And then all, but also in that you go like, well, if I was trapped on a boat forever and watched all of humanity be drowned, I might want to drink when I got back to dry land. <laughs> right? Like, yeah, both of those things are like, uh, very relatable and interesting. Yeah. Yeah. The, I, I think it's important to give, at least acknowledge the fact that there's, there are so many things happening in all of Genesis narrative and to uh, try to address them all is not fair, nor probably a realistic expectation. Even if you had infinite time, it, it just is not, there's so many layers and facets, but uh, from, you know, a, a far off perspective is that, you know, we just in Genesis one, two, and three, there was creation, there was perfection, there was innocence, there was, uh, and a story tied into this level again of uh, no shame and nakedness. Um, and then here there was after the flood, there's this perfection, uh, re like this restart. But it is, it's pointing to the reality that even though there was this restart, it, the shame wasn't removed. Uh, no. the, the brokenness was not removed. And, and in this, there's the complexity of what was the bad thing in this story, you know, him making fun of or exploiting his dad or Noah just himself and his own struggle or failing, it, whatever. It's one thing that is for sure, like Greg, you mentioned, is that while the restart has happened, imperfection still exists. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that it's not the end of the story. And so... <clears throat> For me, it's just it, 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 weirdly in a, I think it's maybe it's not weird, but an encouragement is that, you know, while 
we can idolize a fresh start. I think, I think our modern culture idolizes a fresh start a lot, you know, like moving to a new city, starting a new job, you know, getting a new family, whatever. So all the terrible things that are done in restart doesn't necessarily remove challenge. And so, um, the, the pointing towards the need for one to take ownership of who you are and what you're doing, but also to take uh, full account that God is righteousness, God is justice, God is rule, but He's also grace and mercy, and uh, that that is that's encouraging. Because um, if the thought is, you know, what we need to do is we need to kill everybody and start over again, that'll fix everything. I mean, that I don't think that's a great mentality. And here, here's a moment. Here's a, a moment in history that shows that. Uh, it that didn't just simply fix it. It's going to actually take uh, more than just a redo, restart, clean slate. We're happening over and over again. Which uh, says if he makes a covenant with Noah, that Noah's this is just going to keep happening, and then these he found us if you want white wool, what all about again? And it's like I'll think that something that I was reading, and somebody will talk about more. Um, next scene for Adam. It's just that if you can pretend to see things is still that God being disconnable and then they are not on the same page. There's lots of other brands that are happening owning dances and people walking a lot of people taking harmony, one taking rule with all the Ian's know all like that now because I'm not these dogs narrowing, you know, the last seat story right kind of eleven to get what if we over and over again would see what it's learned in our eyes and do want to rule over more than God has given us when we about said, oh that's actually pretty harmful. And so we there's consequences and there's pain and there's but it just it's like it doesn't stop. It's yeah. Cool. yeah. We ended last week's conversation focusing on the Noahic covenant and how it was unique in that it's the only covenant in the Bible that doesn't have requirements for things for people to do. It's simply just a promise from God. I think that's like, it's almost like this admission from God of like, all right, even though I know you won't be able to uphold your part of the relationship, we're going to continue to cut it out. Like I'm going to do everything I can and uh, we'll figure out a way that you guys can be enough or righteous or whatever insert whatever word you want yeah and i i think i have a part of our conversation this week and uh you know initially it it feels like it's a little off to the side but it's the relatability how do we relate to god and um i i'm thinking coming out of creation narrative coming out of uh anything the the fall coming out of uh, Cain and Abel coming out of the flood narrative, I would feel like these narratives are just a progressive steps of like, yeah, humanity can't relate to God. Humanity can't relate to God. And, uh, um, but the thing that is like resolved throughout this, throughout the narrative is that God is continually working to connect with humanity in spite of humanity's issues. And, um, I, th- I think it's a super challenging question uh, for me to answer uh, in the best case or best scenario of life. You know, how do I relate to God? 
is just a really loaded question because I can quickly say, well, I relate to him through prayer and through scripture, which it's true. I can also say, well, I relate to him as being uh, distant or far or quiet. Um, I can relate to him as being, uh, <laughs> maybe again, if these are, the perspective comes through my eyes, you know, can be, I can relate, I relate to him as the one who makes me feel guilty or shame or whatever. So, um, if you, the power of the Genesis text is it's continually building. And then the remainder of biblical text, it's building this perspective that God is working his butt off to have, to connect with humanity and humanity is not holding up their end of the deal. It's just like you said, Greg, but that doesn't void the fact that God is seeking to connect with humanity. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 intense. So how does this this moment of Ham seeing his dad naked, how does this play into that? Because <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah, not just. <laughs> it's so weird. It's just a weird one. Yeah. Well the uh I again I think that what you guys what you guys had written <laughs> <laughs> is that um, Noah is showing that he's not the hero of this story. No. Hmm. Um, and um, he, so his son, Ham, his youngest son fails him. And in that failure, Ham says, was the, the patriarch of the Canaanites, you're going to be cursed, you're going to be slaves, you're going to be the least. And... Uh, that's a really heavy sentence. And then we, it's played out in, in the remainder of biblical narrative. And, uh, and, uh, while there's this consequence, it's not just Ham's failure though. Like we got to like Noah being drunk, yeah. set up this whole moment. And I, so I think it is, it is some of that, like, uh, we have a tendency to want to, make the hero the people in the bible and this is just like showing like even like the best guy one of the best guys ever like set up his thing for failure his son was imperfect and yep this leads to this whole story of the canaanites versus the israelites that the last yeah most of the old testament one well, no matter what you're in for protecting uh he's so and no point of this thing fault oh First thing, he was son. Bill. Like, he had nothing to do with it at all. So that response was like, this is done. Your family will be cursed forever. It wasn't even a hand to be cursed. It's a full reign. And it's like, yep. no matter what, Noah, we saw him that way. And once that gets off, he thought, it was a chian that's really broken. Yep. And I think, Again, you have to go to the full picture of the Gospels as well, is that the narrative perspective would have said, uh, Noah spoke this curse on these people, and that curse was played out throughout biblical history. But again, going back to Paul's words, going to Jesus and who he is and his reality is that he was the Messiah, the Savior for all. And so he's fixing the curses that have been done throughout human history. And so the character of God is a God of restoration. And here, you know, this narrative is showing that, you know, 
restoration should have been more available than ever. We're at the ultimate restart moment. And Noah screws up. Ham screws up. They're all screwed up. And then instead of having a moment of it being uh, God's justice, but then also God's repentance and re restoration, it was this, like the story of the spiral really went off. And so, like you said, Greg, it's like, again, this is, we should, you know, stencil on the wall Noah and the ark and cute little Noah such a great guy we should I, he's so we should try to be like Noah and love the animals but uh Noah Noah wasn't the hero and Ham wasn't the villain and the, the narrative is is that in spite of uh the a huge restart in spite of recovenant from God uh and it being as broken as ever this the narrative wasn't over god didn't give up yeah it's just yeah it's a re-emphasis retelling of the fall and in a way that doesn't even seem as intense i guess it's like i don't know i feel like adam and eve you look at it you go yeah that was they were told not to do it and then they did it no and then this is these are just messy people and <laughs> I don't even, yeah. we don't even fully know what's happening. Like Rachel said, there's a bunch of interpretations about what Ham actually did. We'll never know. Wow. But there's something about this story that made it be passed down and told over and over again. And mm -hmm. it may, it's obviously has nothing to do with what Ham actually did and more to do with what it tells us about the character of humanity and the character of the goggles. Yep. So it's less again. It's about to get messier. Yeah, I well, yeah, yuck. Uh, I do think that it's, um, I think even our modern culture would say, if God exists, God is really, he's disappointed, he's distant, he's uncaring, he's all these different things. And, uh, and again, the narrative that I can quickly have, if humanity would just get their stuff together, then God would care. And here is the moment, again, humanity doesn't have their stuff together, but yet there's a next page and there's a next page. And that, that's, that's, that's what we have to live in our own lives is that while it's a mess, uh, don't forget that you're not on the last page. It's not ending with lightning striking you today. Yeah. I think, too, like something that this I have to keep thinking about, like just in my own growing. Uh, and and he, these stories show a lot, like, when God created Adam and Eve, he said they were created in its image. And then see them, not just Adam and Eve, but these people over and over again trying to act in the God. You know, like, mm. cursing him. Like, was that in his right to do that? You know, and how do we, in relationship with God, and in that restoration, in that, how do we cheat just see that, how like that? So God. Mm, yeah. Always to get for ourselves. So it just stops. And it keeps happening. Like it doesn't stop. <laughs> yep. The whole yep. death. Yeah. And then King's yeah. as, <laughs> as as much as we would like all of these narratives to have like a nice little well, here's the point and make sure you learn the lesson and then it'll all be okay. Uh unfortunately these narratives are to show that the point is complex. It never is over and welcome to the process mm -hmm. yeah it's just the beginning there's a lot to go so 
<laughs> Genesis 9. Yeah. Thanks for jumping in from up at camp. I am excited to see you when you get back at 7 p.m. <laughs> you had a fun few weeks, huh? I'm hopping it. I'm hopping in the car right now. Uh, I think you should. Oh, uh, Richard's got her. <laughs> Rachel doesn't like what I say, but Scott and Rich are slinging Spro up at camp, oh, family camp today. Yeah, coffee carts up there. And Scott needs to bring stuff back, and he wants to come back now. <laughs> I mean, you've been through it. Like, you deserve to go home. But, like, you've had a few weeks. I've had a few weeks. I, actually, the pain of all the travel stuff has faded. It's fine. Yep. It's fine. Oh, well, have you, it, it won't be faded for your wife until you're reimbursed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. Have fun. Yep. Thank you, guys. Yep. Have a great day.